In today's episode, we're going to talk about peace, but not just any peace. I want to talk about the peace that you can have in the middle of your storm. When the winds are blowing and the waves are crashing, that peace. Is it possible? Can you have that peace? Not only is it possible, but I'm going to tell you how. And three tips on ways that I use in my own journey after losing my son, Sam, to experience that peace in my heart and in my mind. I pray this episode blesses you. Hi, my sweet friend. Welcome to Unlocking Joy After Grief. My name's Courtney, wife, mom of six kiddos, one in heaven waiting for us. And that's why I'm here. I know how you feel. That all-consuming pain and grief, the sleepless nights, wrestling with the question why. That's exactly how I felt when we lost our four-year-old Sam. And it's my joy to share with you everything this journey has taught me. So if you're ready for biblical encouragement, first-hand lessons, and support from a fellow grieving mama, then let's lace up our shoes and begin walking this road together. my friends. Today I'm going to talk about peace, but not just any peace. Peace that doesn't make sense. Peace while you're going through a hard time. Is that even possible? You see, after we lost Sam, there were so many times that I experienced that peace. The peace that if you sit and think about it, it doesn't make sense. All the things that I had to go through after Sam died, uh, picking out his outfit to bury him in, which was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. Uh, The funeral, just the entire time, every part of the funeral. And then all the days, weeks, months, years that have gone by from that point till now. Through all of that, God's peace has been a constant companion in my heart and in my mind. But how can I have peace after having to bury my son? Like That makes no sense, and I agree. But there are so many things in our faith walk, in our faith journey, that don't make sense. And I have to say I'm very thankful for this part that doesn't make sense, but that I have experienced firsthand. So how can you have peace in the middle of your storm? Because your storm will look different than mine. Some of you have buried a child. Some of you have buried a spouse or a mom or a dad or a brother or sister. Uh, Some of you have lost jobs, relationships. Grieving can take on a lot of different forms. So whatever storm it is you're facing, how can you have access to this peace, this peace that helps you to get through whatever storm it is that you're having to face. I want to read a part of scripture that's probably familiar to most of y'all. Uh, it's Matthew eight twenty three to 26. It's about Jesus and his disciples on the boat in the storm. It says, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith, 
Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Now, I want you to notice what it said. It didn't say a storm came. It said a furious storm came. And I think it's important to note that they describe the storm that way. Because if you've walked through something like I've had to walk through in losing Sam, you know, it's not just any storm. It's not just a regular storm. It's a furious storm. It's a storm that threatens to overtake you, that you have no idea how you're going to make it through. That's the kind of storm that hits our lives sometimes. It's a furious storm. And in this story, a furious storm hit their boats and they were freaking out. Like, I, I mean, I would be too. But what was Jesus doing? He wasn't worried about it. <laughs> he was sleeping. He had such a peace that even though a furious storm was raging all around him, he was able to sleep through it. And that's the kind of peace that we have access to because we have Jesus. He is the source of that peace. The peace that doesn't make sense. The peace that in the middle of a furious raging storm where the winds are blowing so loud and the waves are crashing into the boat, we can still have peace. So much peace that we can sleep right through it. I want to give you three kind of Uh, practical ways that we can gain access to this piece. Um, It's not something that like we can go to the store and buy, but there are certain things that I, as I look back at my journey through Sam and experiencing this piece that I see um, I did or uh, my experience as I was going through it. So I wanted to just kind of bring these steps to y'all to kind of help you if you're going through a storm or if you've you've been through one, or if you haven't, then you can use these steps in preparation, kind of like building your boat, (laughs) building your foundation before that storm hits. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk to you about is the most important way to have peace. I believe it's the foundation of why I was able to get through losing Sam And it's because I knew who Jesus was. I knew his character. I knew that he was good and he's faithful. And my circumstances don't change that. Because I lost Sam doesn't mean all of a sudden God's not good. He's not faithful. And in fact, because I knew that, I experienced his goodness and faithfulness all throughout the past years that I've had to live without Sam. So how do you get to know God's character, who he is? We have to go to the place that outlines it all, the Bible. There are so many scriptures that talk all about the character of the father, his heart towards you, his love towards you, how he's good and faithful. The Bible is filled with these scriptures. And what I found through my journey with lose after losing Sam is I didn't even really memorize these scriptures, you know, but the Holy Spirit would bring all these scriptures that I've filled my heart with in all the years before losing Sam. The Holy Spirit would bring back the exact verse that I needed at the exact time I needed it. And it was like, I didn't even realize that I had, I mean, I didn't like sit and memorize it. 
it, I had just read it over and over throughout the years of my relationship with Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit was able to pull those out of my spirit up into my mind exactly when I needed them. But if I hadn't have read those, the Holy Spirit wouldn't have anything to pull from. So that's the first step. And I actually have a free resource for y'all. Um, it's 31 days of God's character. Uh, just scriptures listed out that are all about his character, strengthening that foundation of your faith so you can withstand the storm when it comes. Uh, you can find that at unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. Completely free. Um, it's my gift to y'all because it's so important that you know who God is so that when something happens, a storm hits, you can fall back on the knowledge of who Jesus is to you. Also, you know, as you're going through these verses, if one sticks out to you that really ministers to you, these are what I call lifesaver verses. Not the candy, although I do love lifesavers. <laughs> uh, it's probably the 90s kid in me. But um, like a lifesaver like in the, in the ocean or in a pool, like if you were drowning and someone threw a lifesaver to you, it would keep you from drowning. That's what these verses, that's what I call them. They're lifesaver verses. There's one that as I was, I had lost Sam as I was losing uh, all the babies that I have. I had three miscarriages after I lost Sam. I remember sitting in the waiting room at the doctor's office and repeating this verse in my mind. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That's Isaiah 26, 3. And I can remember just saying that over and over again. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And then I would say, my mind has stayed on you because I trust in you. My mind has stayed on you. My mind has stayed on you. I just kind of repeated that over and over again. And through repeating that verse, it was exactly like the lifesaver. It kept me afloat and kept me from drowning in that grief, in that pain, in that heartache. And then just prayer, you know, you, you find out the character of the father by having a relationship with him. You find out who he is by talking with him and my prayer life, I like to consider it ongoing. <laughs> I don't ever like say amen in my prayers. It's just me. Like I have a constant talk with Jesus all day long. Like I'll just like say something to him and then I'll keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's just kind of like an all day thing. Uh, I do have my, like my, my prayer time where I pray for my family and things like that. But um, I just have a constant open line of communication with him. And through that, through reading the Bible, reading those truths and scriptures, and then just spending time with him, you will begin to know his character. You will begin to experience that goodness and that faithfulness that was the foundation of my faith, the foundation of why I was able to make it through that storm. Okay, so the second tip I have for you is to surround yourself with things that uplift you. When I went through the storm of losing Sam, that storm obliterated everything in my life. Nothing was left. I couldn't get any lower than that point in my life. So I didn't need to surround myself with things that brought me even lower. I needed to surround myself with things 
that uplifted me. And this is personal preference. You know, the things that work for me might not work for you. The things that uplifted me might not be your choices. So this is really something you just kind of have to look inside and see what it is that would uplift you. But these are the things that work for me. So just to give you some ideas, uh, worship music. I'm a big worshiper. Um, I led worship for a long time at my last church. Uh, so worship is a big part of my heart. So I would just have it playing in the background. It wasn't like I stopped everything and, and just listened to it. But as I was going about my day, as I was doing the dishes and cleaning and things like that, I just had it constantly playing in the background. And I believe that really helped just kind of create an atmosphere of peace in my home. And it also helped to not have it quiet because if you've gone through grief, uh, you know, quiet is not good for your mind, especially in the early days. My mind always went to that time of when I lost Sam. It was very traumatic. And so having something playing in the background kind of helped my mind stay in a place of peace. Another thing you can do is listen to the Bible, um, like the audio version. I know, and still to this day, uh, it's been five years at the time of this recording, I'm still unable to read as much as I did before. Uh, I used to be a avid reader, uh, fiction books, things like that. But after I lost Sam, my mind, I just couldn't focus to like really concentrate and understand reading. Um, so if you find that for you too, and, and you want to read the Bible, but you find your mind just can't go there, uh, it can't comprehend and understand words. And it's one of those things that you know if you know. Like if you've been through it, you know what I'm talking about. You're probably shaking your head right now saying yes. <laughs> uh, an option is you can listen to the Bible on audio. And that would be another uh, thing that would uplift your spirit. Bring that peace into your mind um, by listening to God's word. And then, you know, friends. And I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about your real life friends. I know it's hard when you're walking through grief to even think about getting up and getting yourself ready and leaving um, to, to do anything. But that can be a source of joy in your life to just go and hang out with your friends. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a big production. Y'all could just go get some coffee. You could go sit in their house, just kind of a change of uh, scenery, you know, where you're not in your house. Uh, but you totally have a pass to not do that too. Um, it just depended on the day for me after I lost Sam. Some days I had to get out of the house. Like I could not stay in anymore. I had to get out. I had to go somewhere else. Uh, so a lot of times me and my kids would go to McDonald's and just go eat lunch and uh, I homeschool. So we would bring our school and we would go do lunch at McDonald's. I mean, sorry, go to school at McDonald's. We would eat lunch and just kind of hang out there just to get out of the house. But then there were days where I didn't, I couldn't, there's no way I could leave the house. Like it was just, I just had to be there and not do anything. And that's okay too. Like you have permission <laughs> to not have to do anything. Okay. So my last tip for you to help bring peace 
to your mind and to your heart is distractions. I know that's probably not what you were thinking about. But one thing that I found through my journey is distractions are a good thing. Normally, in most circumstances, they're not. But when you're talking about grief, when you're talking about trying to figure out how to make it without your child, distractions, I believe, helped me get through it. And by distractions, I mean not just sitting there, reliving that moment over and over again in your mind. Like that will not bring you peace at all. I believe it will drive you insane, actually, if you just sit there and allow your mind to just to go over and over and over that traumatic event in your life. So one of the things that kind of helped me stay distracted was I kept going to church. It would be real easy to kind of just stay in my room and stay in my bed and not ever get up again. I totally get that. I really do. But my church for me was a source of strength, a source of peace, a source of hope, just coming together with other believers, taking my mind off of my grief and my storm and putting it on Jesus corporately with other people. There's just something that brings about that peace when you do that, that you won't be able to get if you just stay at home. So I kept going to church a priority in my life. I went every week. Sometimes I felt like it. Sometimes I didn't. But I went anyway. And I believe that that when in the Bible, when it talks about a sacrifice of praise, that that's what it's talking about. It's praising when you don't feel like it. It's, it's a sacrifice. But I believe that when you go and you worship Jesus, even when you don't feel like it, that will bring another level of peace to your heart and to your mind that you wouldn't get if you didn't go and you didn't give that sacrifice of praise to him. Because he knows, he sees, she's hurting, she's in pain, but she's praising me anyway. And I believe he honors that sacrifice with peace. Another thing for me, and again, this is just personal, this might not work for you, but another distraction that I... Uh, continually did throughout this journey is I went outside. I went for a walk. That's it. I didn't, it wasn't anything spectacular. I just, if I felt my mind kind of go into that place of reliving that moment and, and I felt myself losing my peace, I would lace up my shoes and I would go outside. I've always enjoyed nature and being outside, but after losing Sam, nature took on a whole new meaning for me. Whenever I go outside, I can really feel Sam. When I go outside, I just feel so connected to Sam, and I think it's because that's God's creation. You know, He created that. He created the trees and the sky and the bird and the breeze, and so when I go out there, because that's where Sam is, Sam is with Jesus, I just felt so connected to him because I was in his creation. I was in God's creation and I felt connected to God and to Sam. There were times that I can remember walking and the breeze would be blowing and I'd close my eyes and I can literally almost envision and picture Sam walking along beside me. And so that was a great distraction for me. Now, again, these are just 
things that work for me, you'll have to, and you can try those out and be like, no, those don't work for me. But I just want to encourage you to, to keep trying, find things that uplift you, find things that distract you. And then above all, strengthen that foundation that you're standing on, get to know who God is, get to know his character. And so if I could leave you with one thing to do right now, after you're done listening to this episode, it's that. Strengthen your foundation. Get to know Him. Start reading those scriptures that talk about His goodness and His faithfulness. And again, I have that free resource for you. It'll be linked in the show notes or you can go to unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. Love y'all. See you next week. Hi, friends. I hope this episode blessed you. The best advice I can give to be able to make it when a storm hits your life is to know who God is before it even starts to rain. I've created a free 31-day scripture calendar that will help you get to know who God is, His character. You can find this calendar plus bonus journaling pages and scripture cards all for free at unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. This will also be linked in the show notes. I pray the foundation of your faith will be strengthened as you journey into the heart of the Father. I'll see you next week. Love you, friend.